You're listening to the 10-minute think-through, a to-the-point conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events. So what we want to do again is something that we're trying to build into the routine of this podcast, is to look at certain verses of Scripture or chunks of Scripture and ask ourselves, what is this really saying, or could this have been potentially hijacked by Christian culture or culture at large, misinterpreted? Uh, dragged through the mud and come out looking nothing like what the original context or the biblical author wanted us to know about that verse. And today we have another one of the, one of those verses, sort of a, a big-time famous verse that you've probably heard from time to time if you spent any number of hours uh, at a church or at a church service, uh, specifically during times of worship. And today's verse is found in Luke chapter 19, and specifically the one verse is verse 40. Yeah, so verse 40 says, uh, as Jesus talking, uh, he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. So another time that you, another way that you have heard this verse characterized is maybe if we don't, uh, if we keep silent, even the rocks will cry out. So I actually had heard this verse just thrown about in regular conversation and thought it would be helpful for us to discuss what it's really communicating. Yeah, I grew up with only one meaning on this verse, which is kind of like what you said. Like, if we aren't worshiping God, like, I don't know exactly what it means for the rocks to climb out, or cry out. I think I once was told that would be a, like an avalanche, like the mountains would like crumble or something. Oh, wow. Um, like, very literal. Um, but that's the only meaning that I've ever been told about this. Not the meaning that if we don't worship creation will worship. Right. I've always taken it as just plainly to mean that. Um, how do you hear it misinterpreted, Britt? I th- well, I think that might be, in fact, one of the areas of misinterpretation. So here's what's happened, is that Jesus has returned triumphantly uh, to enter into uh, Jerusalem. Um, he is now... Uh, Entering back in, people are spreading their cloaks on the road. Uh, the The crowd is crying out, saying, "Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest." And so, this is when Jesus is is returning back into uh, into Jerusalem. And then you have uh, Pharisees who come up and say to Jesus, "Teacher, rebuke your disciples." And so the reason that the Pharisees are saying this is because they fear the Roman response if so many of these people, so many of the Jewish people, and then what we'll find out later, the the Gentile people, uh, when they are saying, behold, our king is here. In fact, in another translation, it says, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means the Lord, the Lord is here. And so what the uh, what the Pharisees are fearing is taking place is the potential for a political riot. And then what Jesus says back to their their uh, statement here, teacher, rebuke your disciples. He says, I answered it. I tell you, um, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. So what I think Jesus is saying to the Pharisees is that uh, the name and the person of Jesus will be recognized, and it, but it will not be to your political timeline liking. I think it means that Jesus will be recognized when he, when he arrives on the scene. Interesting. I never really even thought about this much. Um, I I just looked up what Matthew Henry had to say in the like what the sixteen hundreds. He uh, he says if 
commenting on verse 40, if these should hold their peace and not speak the praises of the Messiah's kingdom, the stones would immediately cry out rather than that Christ should not be praised. Then he says, this was in effect literally fulfilled when upon men's reviling Christ upon the cross instead of praising him and his own disciples sinking into a profound silence, the earth did quake and the rocks rent or tore. Then he says, the Pharisees would silence the praises of Christ, but they cannot gain their point. For as God can out of stones raise up children unto Abraham, so he can out of the mouths of those children perfect praise. I've been wrong about this for 400 years. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I think it's maybe a, 2000. I think I it's guess. a fascinating. I think it's a fascinating scripture because I think that we maybe we use it as almost like a whip in worship that yeah. we're trying to get people to sing louder so that they don't have to hear the gravel sing, but or be so, buried under it. So give me like a distilled version of what you just read. <laughs> I don't even know if I can. That's 400 <laughs> years ago. Uh, the rock thing is hard for me to get my mind around. So uh, what he's what he's saying then is uh, that that he will be praised, and uh, that that the those who are attempting to stop that by killing him um, that that can't actually be done. Uh, so it's so the principle is in itself true. It's just that uh, he's really not probably not being as metaphorical as we make him out to be, right? Yeah, and I kind of think of it as like the way that I typically hear it is as a warning. Like you were saying, Brett, you better sing or the water parks are going to cry out. And so it's that's like... Not, is that a, that's not a warning though, right? Okay, like because the consequence, you know, I don't know how you say that, but... I, it is motivational to me because yeah. it's kind of like, well, if no, if we don't worship, I mean, God will, God will be praised and even creation will worship him right. if we don't. Right. Is that, is that what you're saying? That is, but it sounds negative to me. Like when people typically I've heard it said, it's like, you know, you really don't need to do this because the consequences are severe. Yeah. Um, and it's better for you if you, right. If you will. Right. But I think what you, it sounds like you're saying is the point is Jesus is going to be worshiped no matter what. Is that kind of where, what it sounds like? I think now th- this is personal. So this is not out of uh, research, but I look at this as, um, a little bit of uh, the Jewish culture yeah. having the chance. So, uh, so Jesus is speaking back to Pharisees. Pharisees are the religious leaders at the time. And Jesus is saying to them, if the people who are here, which the people who are celebrating him were Jewish people, if they don't cry out in saying, it's not just singing, right? It's not just mm-hmm. like, it's not just praise. It's actual recognition. So if the people who are seeing Jesus don't recognize him as Lord, and those are the Jewish people, then others will have and take the opportunity to see and recognize Jesus as Lord. I think that this has implications to how the gospel movement will spread from not just the Jewish people, but into the Gentile people as well. Yeah, that's good. So that's really good news for the three of us Gentiles here, that that's in fact what happened correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of uh, a, a good way for us to look at. I think sometimes we think of maybe the United States is the center of all, 
you know, biblical culture and all revival will only come from and spring from here in the United States and that the church's success lives or dies on how well evangelicalism is, is going to go in the United States. But I think that we can see that there is going to be an outcry for the lordship of Jesus throughout all of the earth, and it might not be for the people who think that they deserve him politically or generationally or, or culturally or anything like that. Yeah, us Pharisees in our part of the world who think we're the people of God because of the things that we do. Hmm. That's good. So you're saying you think it is more metaphorical than... I, I think it's both. Okay. Yeah, I think it's both. Just a different metaphor than the one I, we typically... Right, a different metaphor. I think yeah. that it literally took place, right? That So, I mean, there was a literal splitting of the rock So after Jesus was crucified. But then I also think that there's a way for us to see that the story of the gospel message going forth and, and spreading... Is is very much at play here in this in this verse too. Look at you seeing Christ in all of Scripture. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ten Minute Think Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android Podcast Store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 10minutethinkthrough.com.